This week on The Reverse Stick, we absolutely guarantee that the podcast will run no longer than a Fidel Castro speech at the United Nations. How much hockey is there? This much. And welcome to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee, and I'm joined, as I am weekly, by Matt Allen. How are you, Matt? Well, John, here we are again. Happy as can be. All good pals and jolly good company, eh? How you doing? Oh, 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 do I have to be honest? Yeah, go for it. You sure? Yeah. I'm depressed, mate. Oh. Uh, in fact, I'd say I'm depressed. Right. I would, I would say so. You know what I've had to put up with here in Perth in the last two weeks. What's that? It's a product called the AFLW. A, a product? Yes, a product. Yeah. It's, it's a lady... Not a sport? Well, I'm not sure yet if it's a sport. It's, it's a form of Australian rules football that's being promoted for women. Uh-huh. And played by women. It, it's going to be in its second... It's in its second season uh-huh. now. It's in, currently in its second season. Just started. Had their first game. Well, I've seen a few hockey players suiting up. I don't want to talk about those splitters. Right. <laughs> Guess how many people are turning out this weekend to watch an AFLW game here in Perth? Uh, is it at the new stadium? At the new stadium. Well, it's a 60,000 seater capacity, so let me go for 20,000 people. Well, in an event that isn't selling ticketed seats, they're just asking people for a $2 donation. There's 50,000 people going. Really? 50,000. Tickets sold? That's what they're saying. Now, uh, yeah. I'm just really sad. Well, look... Can you you understand my sadness? I I can, because we ain't going to get 50,000 for a hockey game, except for perhaps if the good times return to to Pakistan, as we talked last week. It's not that we're not going to get 50,000. It's that we provide an elite sport a truly elite sport that just doesn't get noticed. Yeah, well, look, we'll talk about... Uh, by on. the way, the AFL women's season goes for 10 weeks. And it's outside of the AFL men's season, season isn't the, it? Yeah, yeah, the men play a full 22 rounds. The girls get to play a few showcase games. But it's le- it's less, te- the less, teams, less teams in the competition, though. The, the men are still in pre-season training. Are we a hockey podcast? We are. But what I'm trying to make clear here is that the forces... Hockey is up against all over the world. This is not just in Australia. These forces are up against us. It's all around the world. Yeah. And that's what we're fighting against. And, of course, this new, the new version of the sport, the, the, um, the women's AFL, there's been lower league stuff and the club stuff gone on for, for many, many years. Oh, yeah. It's but a, it, but the it, AFL only discovered women's sport two years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> They've done nothing for 150 years. And so, and, and as part of the... Uh, the marketing deals and the TV deals that it's it's a, bit, it's, a, it's a bolt on. And look, every good Australian sports journalist knows which gravy dra- train to jump on, and mm. these guys have jumped on that gravy train. Yeah. And so have the sponsors. Yeah. So as a sport, as hockey as a sport, we talk about getting the kids early and um, trying to concentrate concentrate our efforts this way. You know, here's another competitor that we're coming up against. Absolutely. And you know what? They're selling. They're selling themselves short by not getting out there and pro- 
uh, hockey by not promoting itself as a sport that has always al- been had elite women playing it. Yeah, it, but I know it's nothing. We it's nothing new to find an elite women hockey player. Well, I did spot there was something on Facebook maybe earlier today. One of the the sponsors of the uh, the Australian hockey teams. Fortescue medals. Mm-hmm. They they posted that proud to be involved as a sponsor as the most um, gender neutral, balanced um, sport in the world, and they're proud to to have to, to have that sit alongside them as a company. And this isn't me bitching about women's sport, by the way. Uh, you know, it, it it's got nothing to do with whether women should play football or what they should be allowed to play. It's got nothing to do with anything like that. No, no, we've got a very clear policy. Everybody should play hockey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now look, it's all right when you're a kid. You know, you've got to get a bit of uh, multi-sport in to you know work on, on all areas. Well, Grant said last week, you know, basket- Jerry Walsh, big, big, big on basketball um, as a kid, and he and he felt as though that gave him the the spatial awareness and to be able to pick certain passes and working tight within the D. Um, yeah, that's right. But when it comes to transitioning into picking your sport, then pick hockey, eh? Good theory. Thank you. Let's stick with that one, shall we? News. Where are we going to start? Oh. We're going to try and wrap this up a lot quicker than we have the last couple of weeks, because that allows us more time to talk rubbish later on. Well, yeah, there's certainly lots to talk about later on as well, hasn't there? There is. SIH have been very, very busy this week. Have they? Yeah. In what way? Well, just we'll get to we'll, that. We will. Let's we'll get, get through get some that. news, though, shall we, first? So, uh, Where do you want to start? Uh, so the Argentina-Belgium test series wrapped up uh, in Buenos Aires. Uh, Argentina uh, won three of the games, in, uh, I think 3-0, 6-2 and 5-2. And there were three draws, 2-2, 2-2 two, 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 two and 3-3 three, three between the sides there. Uh, what else did we have going on? We had the Malaga tournament happening as well. Um, I don't know if you've noticed the FIH match centre's changed, and um, it's all onto this Altius retweet, th- uh, Altius RT thing. And uh, as much as I like that system, it's it's not quite as easy to view the tournaments that are, are happening. And, well, the and, match uh, centre was designed as a little bit of a different sort of thing, wasn't it? It was for it appeared to be for fans to click on and. Um, you know, find out when tournaments were being played and who was playing in them, whereas the match thing was more of a... The Altius system is more of a post-match thing, isn't it? No, no, in-game, no, because you can in get... Game, well, yeah, 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 you exactly. get the automatic uh, results pop up for it. Uh, what, does this mean they might be revamping the calendar so that the calendar becomes... Up-to-date. Up-to-date and a pretty accurate representation of what's going on in the hockey world? Hmm. Anyway, cracking on. The uh, yeah, the Malaga Five Nations: Spain, Ireland, Canada, Scotland, and the United States. Uh, they finished in that order um, and uh, went to world rankings. I guess so Spain ranked eight, Ireland ten, Canada eleven, Scotland twenty-three, and the United States in twenty-sixth place in the world rankings. So that's how it finished there. Um, yeah, nice little hit out in the sunshine for for some of those guys there. Uh, fairly balanced. Uh, tournament as it was some of it was streamed uh, no commentary unfortunately I was looking forward to hearing some of the Spanish commentary there but great work by those guys to at least get it out there hopefully some of you caught that how uh, is he Spanish? Okay. Gol? no 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 Gol! 
I think that was an Argentinian dialect of Spanish that yeah. was used then. Uh, maybe. I think so. Uh, can I move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about the Malaysian Hockey League? That's underway at the moment. The uh, finals are underway for the Premier League. Uh, they got underway... When are they getting underway? Tomorrow. Today, as we speak. They're going underway. So we can't really bring you much about them at the moment, but there's plenty of stuff on Malaysia Hockey Federation from the Malaysian Hockey League on the social media. Yep. Heaps of stuff on Twitter, and it's also on Facebook. You can find the results there. Uh, you can also go to M hc.org.my and that's their homepage and on that homepage you've got the tables and also links to the fixtures Did you hear a whisper that we might be getting some some global streaming with that ha- coming up for the like the final stages? Uh, the very final finals, I did hear a whisper that that might be happening but it's a financial thing at this stage okay. and so it, it may go ahead it may not Mm-hmm. More on more on broadcasting later, which will mean I'll be able to play that. Um, uh, kicking off yesterday, we've got uh, the Spanish girls back from their trip to Australia. They're uh, they're in Malaga as well. They're playing against the Irish girls. It's a seven nil win for Spain in the uh, the opening game there. Uh, sorry, go on. Something else. I've got another country. You stay there with that one for the start. Okay. Oh, now it's my turn? Your turn. Okay. Uh, Central Reserve Police Force were crowned the champions of the 8th Hockey India Senior Women's National B Division. So, well done to the Central Reserve Police Force. I'm sure you're a very talented hockey team. Uh, on to the 8th India... Oh, don't say that sarcastically. I just, <laughs> I just like praising police teams of any description because they do a wonderful job. They're always good to play against. Oh, look. Round of applause for the police, everybody. Please do. Yes, thank you very much. Great job. Great well, it's good that they play hockey and support hockey as well. That's right. We're not going to do any more shootout jokes tonight, are we? No. Uh, uh, Eighth India Senior National Women's Championship A is on at the moment, and what I can tell you is the quarterfinals are on tomorrow, which happens to be Thursday, which is the day we release the podcast, because today's Wednesday night following our Summer Sevens hockey game. It's when we record this podcast. So we can't give you too much more of an update over and above the quarter-finalists who will be Railway Sports Promotion Board. They're taking on Hockey Kanataka. Uh, quarter-final two is Hockey Jharkhand and Maya Pradesh Hockey Academy. Don't you Magic. laugh. Hockey Hayarana are taking Hayarana. on... Hayarana. <laughs> I apologise for my friend mocking my poor pronunciation. Pronunciation. That's the one. Hockey Punjab. They're taking on hockey... Madhya Pradesh. No, that one. The one I got wrong. Yeah, Madhya Pradesh. No, oh, Haryana. Haryana's taking on hockey Punjab. And then the last quarterfinal to be played tomorrow at 7.30pm. The first is at 9am. Hockey Madhya Pradesh. Madhya Pradesh. Are taking on hockey... Maharashtra. Beautiful. Thank you. We got through that. Good luck Mate, to all Mate, I was going to Indian restaurants there. when I was seven, seven years old with my folks, so... Uh, yeah, I'm 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 fine. Don't worry. You good? Yeah. I'm no, fine. no. Well, good luck to those ladies. It's uh, you know, there'll be people playing for positions in the um, national the national setup. team, yeah, national yeah. setup, and they're going to a World Cup this year. So, yeah, some big uh, big games coming up there. That uh, the finals wrap up over the weekend, so we'll be able to bring you the winner of that next week. Uh, let's see what else have we got. 
Well, of course, we had the end of the uh, the Australia-Netherlands series here in Perth. Oh, yeah. Um, so when we recorded last week, I was a little bit excited because I was going to be taking some kids down from our, uh, our club to go and mascot. Um, including your own daughter. Including my own daughter, yeah. Um, I found out last night, actually, that you know there's a choice between uh, our club going with the Kookaburras or with the Dutch side. And uh, our club secretary got in touch with Hockey Australia and said, uh, "Yeah, can we have Fremantle? Can Fremantle have the Kookaburras, please?" And they said, "Yes." <laughs> Beautiful. Well, considering there is a link there, I don't know who is the other club involved. Dun dun dun. Melbourne. <laughs> okay. So, uh, did they have any representatives in the Australian squad? Yes. Oh, they did. So they could have had a right to it as well. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah, just yeah. got in first. Yeah. Beautiful yeah, work. Well well. But mate, what a, it was a fantastic experience. We got the kids down there early. We met up at a, a, a separate area in the stadium. I gave them all the uh, the hard word on uh, how to behave when they're out there, and lots of waving and smiling when they run off. We got them all organised in height order, so the littlest ones went first. Took them down through the tunnel, past the changing rooms, and then sorry, and then into the actual the match tunnel. If you follow us on Instagram, you might have seen some of the photographs that I posted from that position. If you watch some of the live stream uh, repeat on Epicenter, you might see me as well with my head popping up with the camera out, <laughs> out of the tunnel as well. Uh, but the kids w- went out onto the field, uh, lined up in front of the the two sides, did the walk out. Um, into the middle of the field so they all then turned around and, and, and faced the crowd sang the national anthems had the cameras on them sort of going down the, the race and uh, as soon as national anthems were finished both both sets of the kids came running off the, the field at breakneck speed some of them you know, had a cheeky little wave up to the crowd what an incredible experience for those kids and something they'll never forget most of them hung around for the game um, some of the Kookaburras boys that weren't playing including Matt Bird from the club had some photographs with the kids and uh, and then after the game all the players came over and didn't have photos and autographs and all that sort of stuff so a really sensational um Yes, experience for those kids. And of course, a great game as well. Australia were cruising and the Dutch uh, came back into it after a, a fourth quarter capitulation from Australia. It was a 3-3 draw. Um, well, no one I spoke to on the Saturday when I went, could, who'd been at the Thursday night game, could explain what had happened. No. They just went, we don't know. Yeah. They just went bang, 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 and Australia just went... That's right, that's right. Um, so they had, they had the obligatory shootout afterwards anyway, and, and I'm pleased to say that we, we were the exclusive worldwide broadcaster of it. <laughs> um, the TV coverage, which was fantastic by the way, um, had, had ceased at the end of the game. So, I don't know, we probably had 12 people watching on Instagram live <laughs> as we were broadcasting that. Um, which was, no, it was, it was great and it was lovely to have some engagement. Hello to, Jade from Hockey World News, Graham from Munster Hockey. You're gonna rattle off all uh, No, I know, I got everybody with it. But uh, like, isn't that a great way to be able to deliver something? Like and to be able to stand there and uh, film something that nobody else is filming, and to take that that's out to the hockey lovers. That's uh, when when you're filling the niche, it's not being filled. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. And well done. Look, your your efforts with the kiddies too. I think everybody at the club appreciate it. I've got to tell you that, mate. Oh, thanks you, so much. You, you, you did a great job with all of that, but I thought you saved your best work for after the game. Uh-huh. Uh, if you go onto Facebook and check out the official, <laughs> the, the official Kookaburra's uh, Facebook page, you'll find there's an interview with Flynn Ogilvie there after the game. Um, look out for the stalker behind Flynn. 
just pretending like he's he's doing something. He's oh, I'll just check my phone. I'll I was just, taking I'll photos of the kids there. getting autographs yeah. signed, but yeah, no, I was yeah. front, I was front and center. I've got a beautiful shot of, uh, <laughs> of, of the back of Flynn as he was getting interviewed there. Is it as good as my shot of the back of Graham Ray's head? No, oh mate, the terrible pictures on the camera. Jeez, <laughs> you're not a photographer, that's for sure. No, you're a very skilled man, but uh, not in the art of photography. <laughs> okay, what have we got any more? Look, there's plenty going on in hockey too. China's here. I just, we I didn't just, even know. I'll just finish up on that series. So you went along on the Saturday night oh, for, okay, the, yeah. for the fourth and final yep. game. So there've been two draws, and the Dutch had won one yep. of the games three-two yep. uh, down in Narragin, and it was a six-one win in the final game for Australia. Get onto Epicenter TV and watch the replay of it because there's two or three absolutely Look, cracking goals from the Aussie boys. But what, what were your impressions? It was a busy crowd. Oh, it was a very busy crowd. I'll get to that in a sec. Um, the game. I thought the first two minutes I saw of it that there would be a lot of goals scored. Uh, I I didn't imagine that goal split would end up the way it did. I thought the Dutch, you know, it, w- it would be 5-6 or 4-3 or 5-2 or something. There'd be a brace of goals scored by both sides or whatever. Uh, so it surprised me a bit that the Australians won by that much. I wouldn't expect either of those teams to be playing hockey like that World Cup time. No, and look, and uh, you know, there's lots of tinkering goes on in these games. That's uh, what they're for, isn't it? Don't get me wrong. I'm not bitching about the quality of the game. These guys are talented hockey players with great skills. So there was lots to really like about it. But the, the way they were setting up and the style of game, and I think there was, early on it was obvious the players were trying to put on a show, I thought, and trying to score goals. And then once Australia got a couple ahead... Uh, there was one, I think they scored their fourth goal and, and there was a moment where all the, as the ball went back to the centre, the Dutch captain, I think, called them all in. They all got together in a big circle on the 25 and had a big powwow. So they'd obviously decide, boys, okay. Didn't help them because they conceded a couple more <laughs> after that. But uh, it, was an, it was an enjoyable game and it was great for the crowd because it was a, a skillful, high-paced game. It well, just read, won't be the sort of game you'll see at the World Cup. I did. I, I read there was three thousand there for it, which is yep. very good considering everything that's going now, else is going on in the sporting landscape. It's a, a, a slap and a pat on the back at the same time. Okay. Right? I got there. The teams were just warming up. They were still in the warm up, but and I got to the ticket line and they were going through the national anthems sort of stuff. They're just starting national anthems. The I stood in the cash line, not not credit card line yeah. not, I've already bought my tickets picking up line the cash line and because the only deals move. in cash and that's the same as us here at the reverse yeah, stick yeah. Any, uh, please all donations stuffed yeah. envelopes yep unmarked bills low denomination thank you very much uh, the uh, it didn't move the line didn't move people were actually standing there posing the question do these people want our money or what I heard and the same on Thursday night from a friend of mine that missed the first 10 minutes of the game yeah and that's that's how that's how much I ended up missing was 10 minutes and we've worked cash tills cash tills aren't hard to work mate you take the money you put it in the till you take the change out and you give it to the person it's a very simple operation I don't know what sort of I, I believe Ticketmaster has something yeah. to do with it. I'm not so I'm not sure how the operation goes. So that was poor in that respect to have these people out there waiting. I don't know exactly what the reasons were, but everybody generally agreed we'd rather be inside. Yeah. And especially when you're paying cash and the, the line doesn't move for several minutes, you're wondering what's going on. Anyway, to the credit of Shane Tonkin, who I believe is the general manager of Hockey WA. Mm. 
No, not general manager, I don't think. No, Shane's the guy me, if you... Does media and all that sort of, sort of okay. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Shane's... I think, uh, ben Harting's the Okay, Shane, GM. to his credit, he if you watch the Epicenter TV coverage, he's the guy that stands out there and introduces the team b- between the Australian and Netherlands yeah, in fo- those follically, games. Follically challenged with uh, glasses Might on. Be. Shane yeah. was a very good uh, baseball player as well, by the way. As being a very, very good hockey player, as you, I think he played under 16 state team at one stage. Something like that. But he's a very good hockey player and he's yeah. a very good baseballer. Olympian. Um, baseball Olympian. Uh, anyway... Shane, after having come off and done his on-field duties and announced the teams and presented all those teams, obviously got word that there was a problem outside and came out to the front gate, stuck his, stuck his hands up in the air and went, if you pay cash, I'll take your money. <laughs> okay, well, we, we've got all got tickets. to get a bonus somehow. Yeah, if, if you've got tickets, get them in. I'll, I'll take your tickets. Blah, blah. And... I'll thank him a lot for that because that's a guy that realised there was a problem that had to be dealt with and it had to be dealt with straight away and Shane dealt with it and we basically people were just throwing money at him as they went past so well done Shane Tonker for thinking quickly and averting what could have been a much nastier problem than it yeah. was I guess they weren't quite expecting that many people um, I don't think it was that well, we had two weeks prior when we watched the, the Spanish girls play. What did we reckon? Oh, it was six or seven hundred there. Yeah, maybe. Um, as opposed to three thousand. There was a bit of a Dutch contingent there as well, I guess. Expats. There's a few orange shirts. There was spotted a great in the crowd, crowd there as well yeah. on, from the Dutch. They they held, had a, basically a whole block of the stadium there on the um, right hand side of the tunnel. They had the big block and they were all wearing orange and they were loving it. Yeah. Um, it was and it was a good game. It was entertaining. It was good. Good to have them in here in Perth. Anyway, I had a great chat with. Geez, they're big. I had a good chat with Permian Black did from you? behind the goal oh, <laughs> for the uh, for the second <laughs> half. Well, did you notice? Did you notice actually? Just, did you tell just, him you'd we, been chatting to him the week before? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we um, uh, one thing, just one thing for the game. Eddie Ockenden's yellow card. This is the th- the third game. Eddie Ockenden's yellow card for apparently um, putting Valentin Verga up into the air. Oh my God! You could tell. Ver- Me time. Oh, they did, didn't even bloody touch him. Me time. But, oh, it was a bit of. It was a bit of a uh, me time. Okay. From the umpire at that end, you'll get it if you watched it. Um, but Verga was. It was like he had been shot by a sniper up in the box with Ashley and Orch doing the doing the commentary. Oh my goodness! He went down like a sack of sh- um, spuds. He uh, <laughs> and he t- he took his time to get up as well there. Um, he might have hurt himself. Was, well, you know, you know how precious ex- those Dutch boys are. He, well, no, he, soft little petals. Those he guys. was he he was explosive on the ball. He was um, exciting to watch. But you know, didn't he didn't he have didn't he break Savvy Van Ass's jawbone or something like that in a training session or something a few couple of years ago? I think he did. There was some kind of training ground incident with one of his teammates um, and, oh, and, 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 and and you're going to cast aspersions upon someone for a training <laughs> ground reserve should we move on yeah we might have to uh, uh, no more news oh just the fact that we took the field together tonight we for did. the, for the uh, first time well, since you got injured prior to um, finals the, did you play a game with us this year though I played the grand final with you the year before yeah did you play a game? I have played, yeah, yeah, I did play. Did yeah, I play yeah. in that game? Mm, uh, yeah, probably. You were probably concussed, you wouldn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was your first game back after the broken finger. Yeah. 
and the finger's fine. Yeah. His finger's beautiful. All the muscles in my hand are absolutely knackered. Yeah. They're hurting a lot, so that's obviously I've got to keep going with the physio stuff. But no, it was uh, it was good fun because it was a uh, it was a club on club fixture yeah. uh, this, this evening. We don't get too many of those. We're normally upsetting people from other clubs in the summer competition. Um, and it was approached with the kind of uh, vim and vigour that you'd expect um, from our particular club. The, the, the best part about it was the uh, the umpire on this particular occasion <laughs> happened to be the son of one of the gentlemen playing. Yeah. Uh, and I did request a change beforehand. Did you? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad he didn't because obviously Davo hasn't been letting Alex take the car out on a Saturday night lately because Alex made them pay. I think he told his dad to shut up at one stage. He did, he did. God, I, I think there was a threat there, perhaps, that he might be spending some time on the sideline if he just didn't keep quiet and go back into the goal. So what, what was that? You asked me about how many goals were scored. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, just the three tonight. Just the three? Yeah. You, wow. What, my favourite one. No, what I was going oh, to suggest, that, that covers you for the last four winter seasons, doesn't it? Yeah, average of one a season. That's fine. Got three tonight. Yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't count. So summer doesn't count. But I've only scored maybe two or three this year in the summer hockey. So I was, um, I was pleased to. Res- I, oh, I won't go on about the quality of one of those goals, but it was a pick from right half to me uh, on Johnny on the spot with one of those nice little deflects behind your back. You can let the ball run across the body a bit. Just yeah, that yeah. little tip into the bottom corner. This is Alan show, is it? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, it's, at least it's hockey related, and not talking about bloody women's hey, AFL. Are they, are they those things at the other end of the field with like a net in the back and a bloke who's got a mask on standing in front of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that what? I, oh, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. Are you? Do, That's you, as close as I get to the goals, mate. Okay, sorry, I'm I'm get, I'm just watching the uh, indoor hockey live on yeah, YouTube yeah. at the moment. So I'm who's the score really by the way? Uh, we just uh, Russia have just beaten South Africa five nil um, on the men's side of things. Oh, you'll be uh, pleased to know in 36 hours that 36 hours ago that Russia won that game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but early results are going the way of Europe um, over the rest of the world. So I think uh, I think all the games, the first five or six games that have been played today, have all gone the way of Europe. Is that any surprise? Uh, I don't think it is. No. Um, the Aussie girls opened up the first first game of the tournament. They were three one up. I went outside to put the bins out. Came back in and my daughter said, the other team has scored two goals. 3-3, three, three, lost 4-3. Ah, uh, <laughs> damn. Well, there, there's plenty of Euro action happening at the Indoor World Cup. Uh, so make sure you get this. plenty of it being streamed too. It's all over the social media. Results are there, team photos, all of that sort Check of stuff. Check out German hockey as well. The, the German indoors finals oh, that happened yeah, uh, yeah. last weekend. Ullenhuster uh, won the title on the men's side. Uh, I can't quite remember who the ladies were. Uh, I think we've Dutch finals coming up this weekend and probably and this, the Scottish finals this what's weekend. What's going as on well. in Ireland? This is there all sorts of stuff going on in Ireland? Well, no, league, leagues are open again. Uh, like the, um, this weekend? Last weekend in Ireland, in, in England as well. You can go, uh, there's four games from the English leagues that have, have popped up on the, the Galvanised Hockey um, okay. uh, website and feed. So you can, there's um, highlights of the games. In fact, we, yeah. we popped it up on our Facebook page, the rever- uh, facebook.com forward slash the reverse stick. Um, so there's yeah, outfield stuff which is happening again in Europe Speaking at the moment. Speaking to an Irish fella tonight at hockey. We were indeed, yeah. heading home in, on 
Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Minus <laughs> two, I think. Was he? Did he say <laughs> and the funny thing is that he'll he'll probably look fairly um, dark skinned when he gets home, but he's still got that pasty Irish whiteness to him, doesn't no, he's, he? No, but he's got a kind of a ruby red glow yeah, happening glow. there as yeah. well. It's more of a sunburn than a tan, though. Yeah, bless. <laughs> You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and we're currently waiting for our feature interview this week. We're hoping to speak to a gentleman from Africa this evening about his country and their struggles and trials and tribulations to get hockey up and running there, and we're just having a little few problems because where he's at, the internet isn't exactly as... Uh, what well, reliable as it, well it's probably about the same as Australian to be fair but as the rest of the world would it, well would when you add the problems in that country the problems in Australia you're probably ending up with no internet connection whatsoever aren't you so well look we're still trying to get through to this gentleman tonight we won't tell you who it is because we don't want to make you feel bad that it didn't happen so we will we will be having him on very shortly if not this week next week um, and it should be a really interesting discussion as well uh, I'm really looking forward to that particular chat. What else have we got going on news-wise? Well, just mention again, Indoor Hockey World Cup. It's there. It's streaming live on FIH on YouTube. Um, so get online and, uh, and check that out. Yeah, look, get some, num- watch. Get some numbers watch. behind it, guys. Even if you're not going to stick around and watch the game, just put it on your computer. Because, <laughs> um, you know, we've, we had about 500 on one of the games that I was watching earlier on. 500 people watching a game of hockey is not something that we can sell to sponsors. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, and, you know, if we have any kind of notion of monetizing hockey viewing, then uh, we need to do more <laughs> for it. And when we talk about the idea of monetizing hockey viewing, what we're talking about is providing finance to run professional leagues. That's essentially what we're talking about. We'll get on to talking about yeah. pro leagues a little bit yeah. later on. That should be a really interesting discussion. Mm. I'm looking forward to that, Matt. Um, but but yeah, just um, so oh. Akeem Toussaint from uh, Trinidad and yep. Tobago Hockey, uh, they get their campaign underway very soon. There, uh, he'll be doing an Instagram takeover. You heard from Akeem in my last week's show, and of course, some of the boys in the background as well. So we are looking forward to uh, seeing what goes on behind the scenes with the Calypso Stickman. I think now, though, it's time to talk about one of the big ticket news items of the week. The 2017 Hockey Stars Award winners. What did you make of this? Well, well, what did I make of it? I think it's fantastic that we're honouring such wonderful, amazing, talented players that uh, do so much for our game. Uh, I, um, you have applied for that CEO job, haven't well, you? I've I received a couple of phone calls in the week. Um, I can't say who they were from. Um, <laughs> they may or may not um, have had a, a Swiss prefix on the uh, on the number, and there were accusations going our way of vote rigging, um, oh, really? and trying to influence the vote unfairly. Now, well, Davy Hart is a very good goalkeeper. Well, Davy, well, yeah, and didn't help that he's a very good goalkeeper. No, but well, he that, is. That, well, that obviously worked against. Davy us uh, giving our support that way, maybe because I said that um, <laughs> that uh, Van Ash 
uh, was a terrible goalkeeper last week. That's why oh, you put the reverse mocker on. Yeah, him. from oh, okay. the reverse stick. Um, but <laughs> I did suggest three or four weeks ago that we should all vote for Arthur Van Doren in both categories of best player and rising yeah, star award. Well, I may be an idiot, but it's actually shown that. People follow what I say, John, and uh, obviously the. Uh, the you see what you've done now. The hundreds of thousands of people that tune in every week to the Reverse Stick podcast. Um, you've just got to ask the question. Well, obviously, I've just got to ask the question, and um, well, see what you've created. Pe- hockey people world. Ju- people just take it on board. Um, what can I say? The FIH are listening, mate. There's some kind of role coming up for us, I'm sure. The role. Yeah, it'll be down a very long steep hill. That's what I'm predicting. Okay, it won't be, be toasted ham and cheese. No, it won't be. Uh, well, what did you make it? Should we go through these awards? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, look, so let's start with the umpires. So, John Correct. Wright from... Uh, 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 right. No. What? Leave those awards to last because they're not voted on. They're, they're the awarded awards. I'm just going to... Uh, you keep talking because I'm going to okay. open up my email to share, share something... Uh, Share something with you. Okay, so let's let's go through the. Um, but player of the year, men and women. Okay, we'll go through the players of the year, men and women. Argentina's Delfina Marino is the 2017 female player of the year. Yeah, vote for her. Arthur Van Doren won the male player of the year. Yeah, vote for him. And for the second six consecutive year, the Rising Star Award. Yep. Uh, Argentina's Maria Jose Granato won the female Rising Star of the Award as yeah, yeah. well for, for the second successive year. Yeah, vote for her. Okay. She was my pick last week as well, you might remember. I'll get to my bitch about this soon, but can I just say congratulations to those people. My bitch has nothing to do with them being given an award because someone else gave it to them. They didn't award it to themselves. That's yeah, right. So, and, and they are all good. We're not, we're not arguing about the choice necessarily of the people that are chosen to win prizes because they all deserve it. Uh, we'll go through some more here. Goalkeeper of the year for the women was Maddie Hinch and for the males, Vincent Van Ash. In addition to the athletes, there are, do you want to say anything? Yet? Well, I'll just look. I'll just, I'm, I'm really not saying there's any vote rigging even though I might have been accused of it. Um, is it. Is it a ploy... And I, I said it three or four weeks ago. You know, Belgium won the Pocky World League round three or whatever it might be, and it's the only thing on the men's side. It's the only thing they won last year. Is this some kind of way of appeasing the Belgian hockey nation? Well, I'd like to know what winning uh, a round of the World League means, anyway, because the only thing that really matters. Well, no, the only thing that really matters is finishing high enough to qualify for the next stage. Because yes. all you ever have to do is get to the next stage and and to get to the finals. You don't have to finish first. No. So, well done to them for finishing first and having a great tournament. But yeah. So, um, can I, I tell you what, well, can, I, can I share with the listeners, um, I mean, this is something I've had in the inbox for quite some time now, but this is, I'm sure it's no different this year for nominations than it was um, in 2016, but I've got the criteria from 2016 on what gets sent out for people to yep. for nominations and all that sort of stuff. Um, so they award the, the following awards: uh, FIH Player of the Year, annual award for the best men's and women's player, no age limitation in international hockey in a given calendar year, as determined by fan and peer vote. Goalkeepers cannot win this award. Uh, goalkeepers is the same, but inverse. FIH Rising Star of the Year, annual award for the best men's and women's junior 
under 23 as of December the 31st of the previous year player in international hockey in a given calendar year as determined by fan and peer vote we ask that you nominate three men and three women in each category and you can use the tape oh no that will do uh, blah 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 deadlines um, the players receiving the most nominations will be put forward for fan and peer vote which will take place in November 2016 ok so essentially what you've got there is an email Oh, what, how did you get this email? It's, oh, it's been it's been on there for ages. Has it? You, anyway, we'll talk about that off air. I think um, you've got an email there that was sent to journalists, haven't you? Well, it's, and, yeah, and sent out to whoever's part of the the, the, the voting process. They get nominated. Or so there's or there's whatever. ten or twelve or fifteen people uh, that get more, sent this. More, more, more. Okay, yeah, yeah. and then they go back to them and say, "We think these are the people." Yeah. And then because no, we, we have been the eyes on hockey, or yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's only five. They they put up five nominations for each category, don't they? Before it goes to a peer yeah, but vote, you get to pick three. To a vote. You get to pick three. What I'm, if what you're I'm, in that what I'm saying is, before it actually gets to a vote of any description, it's cut down to five possibilities. Yeah. By the, this group of select people, I'm just trying to outlay how this yeah, yeah. Uh, this thing works out, and then it goes to a peer vote, mm-hmm. and then what's the other part of it? And the fan vote. So a peer vote would be the people who've been sent this email? No, that, I think that would be another group, so that's players. Okay. So we don't have any criteria for what the peer vote is, but we'll... Uh, well, no, I'll give, you, I'll give you criteria on for what you're supposed to make your selections on. No, no, no. Who makes up the peer group? There's no criteria for who makes up the peer group. And then you've got the fan base. Is there a loading on the voting there between well, the peer group and the fan that's base? Right, we that's don't know that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, is, is one peer vote worth one peer vote and one fan vote worth one fan vote? Maybe we should get somebody on from the FIH to come... Are they talking to us? Anyway. Uh, um, so, all criteria... Uh, so criteria for the selection of nominees all criteria are based on the calendar year of 2016 uh, this, uh, like I said it was one from last year so it's on that, that previous year's hockey so the 2018 selection uh, yep. this year will be for the 2017 uh, year uh, number one performance and that's split into three areas technical athletic and leadership number two conduct on and off the field number three contribution to the promotion of sport well, we talked before, oh geez, one of the tournaments recently that if you received a yellow card, you couldn't be named as player of the match. That was one of the last tournament in India, Banishwa, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, World League. And, uh, I find it interesting that you can be the category, sorry, the criteria for best player in the world, world player of the year takes into consideration your contribution to the promotion of the sport you could be real a real shit and not interested <laughs> in anything but yourself and but, still be the best player in and the world. still be the best player in the world you could all your teammates could hate you um but you could be with that one person who could pick the ball up and score a hat-trick in every game and win every and uh, win everything um that could make you the best player in the world but you might not have any leadership um, your conduct might be terrible, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you might not, you know, even go to the clubhouse for a beer after the game. Uh, I think 
we've identified what we think might be some problems with the system yeah. and the way it's done. Yeah, we don't need but to drag we, on with it, do we? No, we don't. But we should acknowledge as well that whatever system that they would be coming up with, there would be issues with. And it's just trying to come up with a, a system that people are most comfortable with the paradoxes that lie within the system that you're using. Well, we have a thing here in Australia which is your, which is your fairest and best or best and fairest, whichever yeah. way re, re, you want you want to say it, um, and it, it's not a player of the year system. No. So you can be the best player, but if you've been a naughty boy or girl uh, and received a red card or some yellow cards through the year, whatever sport it might be, and it's pretty you know unanimous across all Aussie sport, they they, they have the fairest and best system. If you get a suspension during the season, you're out of the running. You're yeah, gone yeah, from yeah, any. Yeah. But it's clear, because it's a fairest and best award. It's not a best player award. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a, there's a definite distinction between the two. I agree. And and it's interesting. You're always going to have arguments about what, what's the best way to determine that. Is it a fan? I don't think it is a fan vote. I don't think the way they're doing it in the right is the right way to do it. But you're always going to get arguments about it. And, you know, if we proposed a system, there'd be people telling us we were idiots. Yeah, I know, but we're. Look, I'd say we we're um, apart from the fact we are. <laughs> but no, but I think we we're keen for fans to have a say, for people to have an input in it. Certainly. No, I don't know that I am. Well, I I, I think I think it's got to be something that's taken out of a popularity contest, yeah. and it's got to be something that where that it might be a panel, but a select panel, and it might be only five people. And they've got to be charged with watching hockey across the globe because there's a definite European tinge to the winners and the nominees this year. Let's make no doubt about it. Yeah, well, look, I mean, look, look, a, couple, a couple of the listeners, Ben Ireland and Mohit, were both hot off the press as soon as it was announced. And uh, look, you know, what's going on here? There's no, no, no Australians in there. There's no Indians in there within the mix. There's, it's very European and Argentinian heavy, certainly with where the the awards ended up um, and, and the, that's and not the to say that the players who were nominated didn't deserve a nomination it's just that we think the pool of that they're looking at is too small and and you can't you can't include club form you've only got to go on what happens on the international well, stage well, I think it, they see too much of these guys visibility that's it that's, exactly that's the thing right. the visibility and um, they see them doing this week in and week out with Club Bruges or whoever they happen to be playing with and they think oh they're a great player and yes they are but if, you get, if you're judging it on the international scale you cannot include club form it's only got to be on what happens at the international level yeah yeah. Um, let's move on though to the other awards because so we've got, we've got our umpire of the year award so as I said before the re- retired John Wright from South Africa um, John Wright Who? John Wrong no Whoa? what I'm getting at is that uh, the best umpires are the ones you don't hear about yeah I'll just let that comment lie away. No, no, he's, 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 given, he's, no, he's given solid oh, service. Look, he's a been good a very good yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, what I'm getting at is the idea that, you know what, I don't really need to know who the umpire of the year is. I think the umpire should deal with that. And, and, and it should in, be their own, in their own um, umpire ceremony? Well, the umpire... Because well, they're a totally separate part of the game, obviously, aren't they? Yeah, well, they <laughs> seem to treat themselves <laughs> as that sometimes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, uh, what I'm saying is that 
you know, the umpires have a criteria that's different from Usher's players. And, it, and the ladies, uh, umpire of the year, Sarah Wilson from Scotland. Oh, well, well done. I'm just saying that from memory. I, believe, I think that's right. But I don't really want to know who the umpires Coaches are. of the year. Women's coach of the year, Alison Annan. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Australia's Annan, Alison Annan, keeping those Dutch girls well, she's lost, number lost one. one international game in a 12-month season, in a 12-month period. Doing something right, aren't you? Yep. Yep, and of course... <laughs> and she's coaching in her own right. She's she's not assistant coaching to a man. And on the men's side, uh, Max Caldas well, for the Max, Dutch man, and yeah, Shane yeah. McLeod for, for Belgium. Um, shared the award. Mm. Now, a good year for the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, Where'd they finish you know, the year? Uh, fourth in the world. Oh, but, okay. But just check. Euro, Euro champions, um, outdoors and indoors. Did Max coach both of them? Uh, no. Okay. Only, uh, only uh, the outdoors. outdoors team. Yes, he was okay. lovely. He actually came. He actually came up in the tunnel and spoke to some of the kids as yeah. they were lining up um, beforehand. I did put a little snap is of Max that up Cowell on Instagram. Is a good coach? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is a good yeah. coach. Davy Hart's a great goalkeeper too. Yeah. But how, what, what are the criteria people use to decide who's the best coach? Yeah. I like the idea of the coach of the year being the person that's coaching the team that's number one because that takes all the bullshit out of it. It takes all the argument out of it and it just is. If you are... Well, you'd have to say Colin you know, Batch in year number one. He's taken, he's taken the Australian boys from second to first in the world. Um, has won the Hockey World League. Um, yeah. What 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 more you c- can you do? But we'll talk in a moment about Pro League, but fixtures have come out for that, and the artwork that's come out for that has got a host of international stars, male and female, and the flags of the uh, the countries involved across uh, both the men's and the women's uh, competitions. There, uh, there's not one Aussie male player on there, considering they're number one in the world. Uh, I find that quite strange. I, I just uh, I get a feeling there's just like a bit of a an anti-Australia thing from the other side of the world and, and maybe it's always been there and Australia just keeps turning around and winning things <laughs> well you know as Ashley Morrison pointed out and he's not the footy show blog this week on one of his uh, posts Australia has been in the top four in world hockey for over 40 years yeah. and I think there's a few people that would like to see Australia fail at men's hockey because it might make their life a little bit easier for them yeah well maybe that's what the pro league's all about it wouldn't surprise me. Although, from my understanding, is they were desperate to have Australia playing in the Pro League because that's who they all want to play overseas. And more of that will come to light in the future too when uh, the reasons why certain countries have signed up to this competition, especially when they didn't actually meet the criteria to be in it in the first place. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. We're still trying to get in touch with our friend in Africa. It doesn't look like it's going to be happening because uh, things keep going. Bing, bing, ding, ding. We're, we're still we're still going to talk for another 45 we're, minutes anyway. So plenty so of time. All, I promised people at least a Fidel Castro speech. Yeah, okay. uh, Hockey Australia product test. Now we mentioned this um, briefly. And so this Friday um, coming up. So hopefully, if you're if you listen to the show early enough, uh, it's six fifteen Victoria time um, uh, on Friday. There is the, uh, a niner sized uh, game being played bet- between two of the clubs over there, and uh, they've got a few variations on rules, including I think uh, enforcing 
two strikers to stay in the opposition half. What is the aim of these changes? Um, what are the what is the they aim are, of they these are looking trials? they are looking at revamping the Australian Hockey League format. Um, it's not working. It's perceived to be not working as is at the moment, despite the fact over the past two or three years they've tried the introdu- introduction of international teams, the Indians, the Malaysians, so, the Kiwis. Uh, so their model of, of it's not working with international teams in it. Let's make it nine aside. Well, nine aside, the yeah. The model they're working <laughs> off. That, is that the logic that's ticking through their heads? Seriously. Sorry. Let's let them have a play around with it. See no, what happens. Let's if not let them have a play around with it. It's a load of bollocks and you know it. Nine aside hockey is an Australian championship. What a joke. They've got to, they've got to. No, they don't They've got to have a look at all options to, no, no, no. It, it has to change from how it is at the moment. Yeah, it does. But the game doesn't have to change. No. The game is not the problem. How often do we have to say this? Well, it is not the problem. But if the, at least if they have a go at all these things, and then as as a hockey community, because we'll have an opportunity to feed back into it and say, okay, I like that. You want to do that? Go and have a mixed hockey festival at Easter and uh, and do that sort of thing there. But for the pinnacle oh, of the yeah. sport. You know what? It used to be, oh, we can't see the ball. You can't see the ball on television. And you can't. That's rubbish. You still can't. It's bollocks. I don't believe that's true because I can see it bloody well fine without my glasses. Too quick. Yeah, well, that's why. Much. That's why because you're not wearing your glasses. No, ha, ha, ha. No, I can see it oh, fine. Oh, just talking about glasses. Talking about glasses, John. Yeah, what? I... I'm, I'm looking at <laughs> you. I'm looking at you at the moment, and uh, you've only you've only got well, like one arm on on your glasses. You got you're missing an arm. This is can an you explain old, it to me? This is an old pair of my partner's glasses <laughs> that I had to dig out of a drawer. Are you wearing lady glasses? Are you woke? Oh. Are you wearing broken lady glasses? I might be. <laughs> so Thank where? You sorry. So much. where are you? Where are your regular glasses, John? Uh, part, well, I know we're part of them, right? Um, on a floor somewhere in a high-rise building in, in Perth. Okay, that's one pair. Did yeah. you not have another pair? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I might have. I might have worn them the day before in a high-rise building in Perth. So, so John, what you're saying is you've lost two pairs of glasses in two days, and now you're wearing a um, a broken pair of lady glasses. I can still see the ball, mate. I can still see a hockey ball on the hockey field during a televised game if the definition is quality enough, if yeah. it's broadcast quality definition. No, you were pretty sharp tonight, mate. I can't argue yeah, with that. And that, was with, that, that was without your glasses. So. <laughs> God damn it. That's good. My point stands, though. Yeah. And and it's not the game. The problem is not the game. The problem is in a whole host of other things. That's, that's oh, we can't see the ball. Oh, there's too many, too many people on the ground. Oh, that's none of those things are the problem. None of them are at all. No. And uh, until the hockey community opens its eyes up, until the hockey community is prepared to engage with hockey, it will remain the same, regardless of how many people they put in the field. Is hockey a better game with nine players? Did you think our, our it is, oh, mate? It is if you've got eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think our seven-a-side games? A better hockey is better hockey. No, it's just a different, different way of playing it, isn't it? But is it better? That's what I'm getting at. They're looking at something better. 
we've got something that's good enough. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. just not doing the right thing with the product. Product. Yeah, you said God, that. that's an irritate. Fucking product. Marketing people again. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you made the post on the Facebook page about um, FIH calling the Pro League a game changer. And a yeah. game changer is? A game changer is what marketing people call something that they're, something they're trying to sell you that you already have. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, let's get on to the Pro League and other things in a sec. How about I play another sting and just calm down? I've had my rant this week. I'll be very good from now on. Um. That's all right. You're listening to the Global Hockey Podcast. We'll leave that little one in for the end. Yeah. And back in the game. Okay. So where are we at? What's next on your list? Your uh, I've, I've been doing a bit of journo work this week. I've taken, okay. uh, I transcribed some of the, our interview with uh, Grant Schubert from last week and uh, kind of put that into word format. And so that's going to be popping up in the next few days on the Hockey Family website. Uh, of course, uh, we'll be doing some stuff later in, in the year with Taff and the Hockey Family when it comes to the World Cup in London. Just building our relationship there quite nicely. So get on and uh, check out the Hockey Family website. It's all flash and new and looking sparkly. Look. Did you see the photo of Taff in um, oh, with social the, with, media? With the, the Women's Cup. World Cup. Yeah. Nice jumper. That's, is that a polo neck? No. Is it quite a, it's I not think, quite a polo no, neck. I thought it was a cardigan, it? wasn't it? No, it wasn't a cardigan. Cardies have a, a... Yeah, but I think it was one of those sort of... Thicker um, knit wool, so it kind of it was a bit stripy. You know what I mean? So yeah, quite but a thick it wasn't wool. A car, which, it was a no, well, no, no, but could the zip could have been hidden inside one of those thicker bits of wool around the, on the centre stripe, kind of cream coloured. He looked quite wizard-like, I thought. Um, you can let us um, know what you think defines a cardigan by sending us an email to <laughs> not the reverse stick. Not the reverse stick. Admin at the reverse stick. That's dot it, net. Not the Love reverse. To Why hear did I say not the reverse there. stick? Well, because it is the reverse stick. You just, you're just in one of those moods tonight. Whatever oh. I say, you want to go to the opposite of it. That's, oh, it must uh, be. Uh, Pakistan Women's oh, League. That's yes, got that's underway the past yeah. couple of days. I think second, is it the second year of the, the, the tournament there? Uh, yeah, second annual. It is. Yeah. So it must be the second year. Yeah, they've just got underway today, haven't they? Yep. So that's uh, that's great to see that going on there. Uh, what else have we got? Um, some interesting stuff actually through from. Oh, I'll say it's a secret source. Uh, maybe the news is out there already. I think it probably is. But the format of the competition for uh, uh, World Cup this year is different to what we've seen with hockey world leagues and. Uh, uh, you know this ridiculous situation where you can finish bottom of your pool, lose all your games, and then still get through to the quarterfinals. Um, now it takes a little bit of working out for my small brain, but uh, uh, so 16 teams in the World Cup, four groups of four. Top place team in each group will go straight through to the quarters, and the second and third place teams will have a playoff game to make it through to the next phase. Uh, whilst the bottom place team is eliminated. Um, so FIA seem to be increasing the importance of uh, performing straight uh, straight off the bat. Congratulations. Um, so if you win your group, you go through to the knockouts, having played a game fewer than your opponent. Um, you might find yourself playing against a team from your group again in the quarters, um, but there's a, there's a benefit to getting that quicker qualification you've got an extra day or two's rest there uh, so if you finish second or third in your group um, 
by the t- if you make your way to the end of the tournament you'd have played an extra game to get there yeah um, teams that win the pool will have four days rest before they play the quarterfinals um, but the opposition that they'll meet will have only had two days rest so there's a real benefit to starting well and, and winning your group what do you think about that well at least they're doing something um, positive as far as making these well we want the jeopardy don't we we, yeah, want, we the jeopardy. want the jeopardy um, what about the advantage of an extra two days break and we're an extra on record, game we're on record of what we think about that and it should be an equal amount for everybody yeah so you know so you think it's swinging think. too far the other way Absolutely. was it well it's, it's you know too much only, if everybody has, it's about everybody having the same amount of time. It's not how long they have. It's a, it's about it being equal and equitable for everybody. So, you know, does that situation solve that? No, obviously it doesn't. No, but uh, look, you, you you flip it the other way and you go, okay, well maybe you you play. Everybody's used to playing those extra games in the shorter period of time, and the team that actually ends up having a four day break. Uh, might be disadvantaged because it's different to any other kind of format that they've played in the past two or three years. Yeah. Um, look, we'll wait and see. Maybe it's pushed a bit too far, but at least there is something that's getting done there. What else have we got? So well, com- can I tell you what else we have? What? Contact from our African guest. Oh, so fantastic. maybe we should head to our featured interview. <laughs> And joining us now on the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, we have the President of Sierra Leone Hockey Association joining us, Salas Bangs. Salas, welcome to the show. Hello. Well, uh, thank you, sir, for having me on your show. Great to have you on here, Salas. Yes. I'm honoured to be part of this uh, wonderful program. Thank Thank you you very much. much. Look, uh, we, we've uh, been noticing the work you've been doing across the social media recently through Facebook and we were really keen to get you on the program to talk about the development of the game in your country. Yes, uh, well, Sierra Leone, we can say we are relatively new to hockey. Sierra Leone Hockey Association is a new hockey association which was approved by the FIH in 2014 and since then we have been working closely with the African Hockey Federation to introduce hockey in in Sierra Leone. So prior to 2014 uh, what what was hockey activity what what was being played in Sierra Leone anything at all? Well in Sierra Leone the majority of the young people and uh, the adults are more into Soccer. No surprise there. Mm, yes, 70% of the, the population are more into soccer and the young people who were into soccer. Although we have other sports that are like judo, handball, tennis, but they're not relative, doing relatively well compared to how everyone is uh, moving on to soccer. Yeah. So, you, you, you've obviously been involved at grassroots level there with it. How did you get into hockey? What was your lead in? Well, uh, I've always had love and passion to learn about the hockey game and seeing it played. And it's just like soccer, but using the stick and the ball. 
So I grew to love it day and day as I watched it and got to play it whilst I traveled to like other countries because I'm also a social youth worker. I work with young people most of my time. So when I travel to maybe seminars and conferences, I got to understand more about the hockey game. So I realized that it's a good sport, very uh, energetic sport that can get young people very active in, in other types of sports, which is like soccer, but using the ball and stick. So since then, we had to introduce it gradually. It's not been easy, but we have been doing it slowly. Do you, do you remember the first game of hockey you saw? Well, the, the first game, uh, well, it was, I cannot remember now, but it was the World Cup. It was the, the, the Hockey World Cup in, in the Netherlands. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yes, so uh, when I watched it, and I got, I think it was England, I don't remember the team now, I think it was England, or within England and another team, I don't remember the date actually now, but I I have some pictures of it, I could have shown you (laughs) later (laughs) on. We believe you, we believe you. (laughs) Yes, yes, so since then... I got I got interested in the sport and I so, started following up like the Australian and the Canadian. The right now we're also following the the Dutch hockey because it's growing very well in 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 the Netherlands as well. So you say you're viewing. So you you watching stuff online? Well, uh, we watch online and sometimes if I travel. I will get to watch hockey matches as well. So, you, but at grassroots, at grassroots level, uh, in in 2016, I had the opportunity to go to Istanbul. So I was like watching how they play hockey in in Turkey and how the the formation was all about. Say I'm a uh, a young up and up and coming uh, kid from Sierra Leone, and I've just started playing the game. Uh, is there an opportunity for me to watch some of the big nations play in the big tournaments? Is is it freely available to for internet streaming? Is there anything covered locally? What 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 would I expect to see? Well, well, in Sierra Leone we have a problem with uh, internet and ICT. We 60 to 70 percent of the population don't have access to to internet or ICT, uh-huh. so it's relatively hard for you to get live games, live streaming. If the only thing we do is sometimes we go on YouTube and and watch like past matches. Yeah. For yeah, that's what we can do. But to say we watch live hockey games is not it's not it's not possible for us here. Because most of the 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 the, the satellite station we have is Super Sport with a South African based company that is showing satellites in, in Sierra Leone. So 
they don't they're not too much into hockey they're much into sport uh, foot soccer well, I think in South Africa they might get a bit of a better feed from Supersport because I think they covered like 396 games or something ridiculous last year including the um, uh, the PHL there in South Africa but uh, yeah it was generally I think on sort of Supersport Channel 8 or something like that sort of way, way down the list oh, that's probably not something yeah. which uh, makes it all over the continent yeah but so, we don't have it access to it in Sierra Leone ah right right because I think we have like restricted channels that yeah. when you pay a subscription that they will provide to you Silas before you happen to turn up at a, a World Cup game and discover that hockey was a great sport, was there a history of the game in Sierra Leone before that? Well, we it was only during the colonial, when the, the British people were in Sierra Leone, the, mostly the military were the ones that were playing hockey uh, and they had a pitch at the, the military barracks at Wilberforce that is called Hockey Pitch. So when the, 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 the British left Sierra Leone and we gained independence, the, the, and it was only played by them, so yeah. not the yeah. Sierra Leoneans. So there was not much history of hockey in Sierra Leone. All we know about hockey is the hockey hockey pitch. That one everyone in Sierra Leone knows about the hockey pitch at the Wilberforce. <laughs> I think what you, you're saying about the, the 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 British colonialism, you know that that's how the game yeah. started in India. You know that's how the game started in Pakistan. That's how the game started all over the world. It's, I guess it's just about of those countries that were invaded, whether they actually then took up the game themselves or not. Yes. Yes. But since they left, there had been there hadn't been any uh, setup or formation of hockey. No one considered hockey as uh, a sport. They didn't really know about it until we we because I before watching the game, I had been doing research. I had been following up hockey and all of that, and so. When I got to watch the match, and I knew that oh, Sierra Leoneans, we need this as well because if you watch, all other developed nations are doing very well playing hockey. Looking at Australia, looking at the uh, the United Kingdom, looking at Germany, looking at Holland, Canada, the United States—they're all hockey-loving countries. So, and we see that it's very peaceful. And you have to have a lot of endurance engaging the young people. And so a lot of young people are employed in our country. So they pass the day doing nothing, you know. Most of them, because of not doing anything, they get involved into violent activities. So like so, our So put them on a hockey field and, and give them a hockey stick. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Give them a hockey stick running up and down. <laughs> they sweat a lot and they well, laugh and they become happy. There's there's know? one thing That's you a... learn as a hockey player, Silas. You, you learn to get yes. whacked and you learn to whack back as well. And if you can all just enjoy <laughs> a good whacking, everybody's happy. Yes, 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 exactly. Now, so. 
I'm actually quite amazed by your story, Salas, because you're you're very much a pioneer for our sport, aren't you? When when you consider that you're taking on uh, probably a a population of people that would look at hockey and say, oh, that's something the, the British used to play. That's got colonial. We're not sure about that sort of thing. Yes. Well, it's been it's been difficult, but when when we get to them. They get to to love the sport. Right now, as we're talking, we have almost ten communities that that are actively playing hockey. We had we had the opportunity to get the Africa Hockey to help out with uh, the level one coaching course for umpires and 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 coaches. So with that. Although we don't have funding, because we don't have no funding from no in, uh, hockey association, not the FIH or the wow. the Africa Hockey, not even the government, but we believe in hockey, so we we constantly work to get the young people because they're loving the sport now. As I'm talking now, we have hundred and uh, 20 sticks and those 120 sticks in the whole city we have to ration it so they have to train by hours oh, so man. so you say in the city are we talking yes. about, are we talking about freetown yes freetown in the whole freetown we only have 120 hockey sticks and 35 balls and those ones we have to ration it to the communities because within the communities we have the children because we have the children foundation wherein we grow young people from 7 years to 15 years and we have the the, the youth team which ones are now from 7, 16, 17 upwards so the whole country we have to ration these sticks that we have so and we don't have a proper playing field. That's our problem as well. If you see, we play on concrete. So, but because of the love of the, and we play on sometimes on, how do you call it? There's, mm, dirt? Playing field, dirt. <laughs> yes. Dirt. You see, yes. We're, we're both of us so, are old enough, um, Silas, that we have, we have both played on dirt. concrete in our time. We've both played on dirt. We played on red grass, which is like kind of sand and gravel mix, um, okay. and we played on early yes, turf, yes, sand yes. turf, water based. Exactly, turf. the red one. We have it on the hilly side as well. Yeah, <laughs> we played. Clay's not bad if as long as it doesn't rain. <laughs> yeah, I think this is probably one of the reasons why there's a big differential between hockey and soccer, and it comes from the legacy of older players that you didn't want to fall over on those surfaces. So you didn't fall over, and then as you know that those people's kid, the, the kids have come through. You taught don't fall over. No, we don't fall over in hockey. That, they do that in soccer. They roll around in soccer, and I think it comes from tough parents having to deal with those gravel and sand and mud and concrete pitches. Yes, yes, that's what we have now. Silas, you mentioned that you know facilities are obviously an issue for you, and you have only have. 120 sticks to share around everybody um, you know what what ways can we help you because <laughs> it, it sounds well, like you have all the ingredients there to grow a thriving hockey community yes definitely sir, because the young people 
are so much in love of the game now we cannot stop them because every morning they wake up even on Sunday they just mobilize within the communities they got together and started like doing a jogging like uh, hockey jogging you know so they are so interested in the sport that they want to play the national league now they want because we to get them active we are trying to do a mini competition with all the communities to see how fit they are and before we start the national league so you say so, com- you say communities yeah. Silas, what's what what does it look like what what is the community that you're talking about and how does that transfer into a hockey team yes what we're looking at because we want to grow hockey at a level at the community grassroots level for you for us to have the momentum it should have wearing more support because when someone is playing if they have 20 or 50 supporters from their communities cheering them up they get more motivated and do more but if we do it as a, at a club level we see it more as an individual something but at a community level it's all everyone in the community so like for instance if we say the, we have a community that is a, the crew bay community which is the slums and they're training hockey now so when they're playing football when they say the Crew Bay Football Club has a, a game, you will see everyone, people at the market, shoemaker, everybody lives what they're doing. They go to the pitch and watch the community players play. So that's what we want to do with hockey as well. So like, like when, they, when we say Crew Bay Hockey is, is playing another community, because there's the rivalry as well that this community is better than this community. So when they play sport, you see everyone will want to go and see what is this sport, how our community players doing. So that's why we're targeting the communities. You say, you say community, and that sounds to me like club. Um, the, the way you speak about the, 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 the makeup of the group there, that's how I feel about my club. And that's what, as somebody who tries to influence things within my club, that's what I'm looking for. Um, and we talk a lot about pro league and other things. In fact, we'll talk more about the pro league in the show a little bit later on. But uh, there's this focus at the top end of things where if we truly want to grow the game, it's got to be at the, bo- the bottom end and get sticks exactly. into the hands of the young kids. Exactly. Silas, I often think of it like a, a dairy farmer. The more milk you make, the more cream you get. Exactly, that is it. The more you nurture them, the more they become <laughs> So you fruitful. mentioned that, 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 that lack of funding. Now, I think probably 2014, 2015, the FIH started their TAP program there in West Africa, and I think the focus was mainly on Ghana to start with. Ghana. Has there been yes. any benefit come through to Sierra Leone Hockey in your, in your project? Well, not really. We, we don't benefit from the, the TAP project. Yeah, because even they do the coaching courses, but we are not able to send our coaches uh, to uh, yeah. to Ghana because yeah. of we don't have the the resource. So it's very difficult for us. So we try to talk to to the FIH to see how best. The only thing we were able to get was the level one coaching from for umpires and and coaches. Salas, just turning away from hockey for a minute, 
Uh, Sierra Leone in recent years has been in the, the news for us. Uh, I know talking to you on the, uh, uh, through Facebook and, and the, the personal messaging and stuff that, um, the, the perception we get of Sierra Leone in the, in the West is, is very much different from the actual situation in the country. Where, where, yes. is, Sierra, where is Sierra Leone placed at the moment? What, how, how are things in the country? You know, what's happening essentially? Well, well Sierra Leone? Yeah. How are you guys, how are you guys traveling? Because we get the impression that things have been a bit rough for you. Very, very rough. Things have been very, very rough for us. We have been after the war. You know, we have had gradual process and development going on, but it's very slow in terms of the population and uh, the employment, education, housing, and medical facilities. Uh, it's hard for for the population so a lot of people tend to leave the country to f go to that's why if you observe a lot of young Leoneans are leaving to pass through the mediterranean to go to europe to look for greener pasture yeah. because in Sierra in Leone, for you to get hundred dollar salary is very difficult so and you have um, um, mothers that have kids, their fathers will run away because of they cannot take care of the family. Some fathers will come late at night when the children are sleeping and early in the morning they have to go. So the burden is always on the mother and because of the mothers cannot take care of these children, these children end up going on the street. And apart from that, after the war, we, we had the Ebola which came and thousands and thousands of people lost their lives and recently we had the mudslide because of a lot of logging cutting of trees that have been going on around the hillsides yeah. you know so we lost a lot of people the mudslide as well killed so it's it's really hard for the civilian people it's really hard for us, not only hockey, but the Sierra Leonean people in general. So, but we believe that with uh, with hard work, determination, and perseverance, there are other avenues. Like because of we don't have um, other areas to to engage young people. What what the government and other people should be looking at is focusing on engaging young people more into sports because sports can generate a lot of young people it can get them away from violence and it can make them from being nothing to becoming a star of a nation so we are urging the international community and people hockey lovers to see how best through hockey they can come into our aid and help the young people in Sierra Leone particularly, not only the young, but majority of the population are the young people and they're just roaming around even to get uh, uh, one meal a day for some people is a problem. 
I get the feeling as well that there's a, a great deal of pride in the people of, about the history of Sierra Leone before troubles started. That you yes. that you really want to make what the, the ideals that your country was set up with, you guys want to make come to fruition. Yes, yes. Sierra Leone is rich. It's a very rich country and very small. We believe that the resources that we have, we can take care of our population. But these are just wrongly uh, managed, you know. So it leaves the masses uh, suffering, you know. And this is the whole problem of Africa, not only in Sierra Leone, but if you check around. Because in Sierra Leone, you have a lot of diamonds, you have a lot of gold. We have about 35 minerals, you know. Yeah. So and we recently they've discovered crude oil and the oil. Oh, watch out, mate! You know, yeah, you know all of this, but you know all of these processes are ongoing, but they are very slow. The mining companies come, but they don't really benefit the 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 grassroots population with the, what they mine and get. If they give sometimes more to the grassroots population, I believe the country can grow. But we are not into that. We are into sport. We are into hockey. So we don't interfere in these issues. We had Ches um, Hardiman from the Hockey Dreams Foundation on the show a couple of weeks ago and they've uh, been doing some really great work in Zambia and a lot of the programs that they sort of set up two, three years ago are now coming to fruition. Um, one of the lads there um, ended up doing a scholarship and going over to Holland to, to go and do some coaching and they wanted him to stay over there. He didn't. He went yes. back home because he wanted to put what he'd learned into practice. Um, exactly. He, he ended up getting a, um, a, a paid route through a private school to do his physical education, teacher training, um, and yes. they were so happy that they put the work in and they kind of, you know, set yes. him free and uh, he's just blossomed. Yes. And that's, you know, that's stories like that. I, I can understand that why that would drive you on. Yes. Exactly, we are working. We are working towards uh, these such of dreams because we see that a lot of other countries within Africa, apart from like your countries now, you are the hockey gurus. You people know uh-huh. must. Uh, yes, <laughs> we admire when we see the way you play with the stick and ball. So we love it. So we tend to learn from 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 you guys, and we believe that. I was telling Mr. Lee the other day that we want to be the Australia of uh, of Africa yeah, yeah. in hockey. Well, run and gun, <laughs> yes, run and gun is the start apparently. <laughs> there's, there's plenty yeah, of blokes. So. There, there's plenty of people here we can send over to teach you how to play hockey like that. Unfortunately, neither of them, yes. Matt or I. <laughs> <Not us. laughs> if, if you want to learn how to play a hockey with your bottom sticking out and your mouth running 100 miles an hour, then Matt and I are probably your guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Salas, it's it's been an absolute pleasure t- chatting to you this evening. We could 
keep yeah. talking to you. And one day, once once you've got everything sorted with hockey, mate, I think you should turn your attention to politics because I think you might be the right sort of mindset of a guy to help lead your nation. But that's another conversation for another time. So John, John touched before Sardis on what you needed. You've got 35 balls. You've got 120 sticks. Do you need sticks and balls? <laughs> We we need we don't just imagine in Sierra Leone as an association we don't have a goalkeeper kit. Oh, we don't have none. That yes. sounds like a challenge, Matt. I, I know where there's yes. half a sea container full of them. But do you? Yeah, it's just getting it there. That's the thing. Um, oh well. Yeah, look, I I think do you have any kind of campaign or anywhere that people can look online or or you know di- direct um, resources to you? Well, uh, not really. We haven't set up because it's a constraint for us. We don't have, like me and the team here, we don't have that uh, technological know-how to push hockey to this level where, in, in a sense, to set up the campaigns because most of the campaigns, they don't accept maybe Sierra Leone uh, account or uh, stuff like that. You have to have maybe a link to yep. in the UK or in US or Australia before they're able to fund. And most people here with they don't use credit card and stuff like that in our in Sierra Leone. I tell you, what, mate. Honestly, we'll we'll do what we can, and if we can raise some awareness through the podcast and uh, try and get something going to get some bits of gear over to you, we're certainly going to do do our best at sorting. Silas, you've actually set us a challenge. We are going to find you yeah. two goalkeeping kits because it's no good having one <laughs> you need two goalkeeping yes. kits so that's what yes, we're going to do we're going to make sure these guys yes. get two goalkeeping kits yeah, okay? okay that's our pl- and yes we will be speaking to you uh, off off air uh, over the coming few yes. weeks and uh, we're going to arrange that we're going to help we're going to get our hockey friends to help you get these uh, these two kits. So we can't wait to hear more from Sierra, Sierra Leone and the, the the hockey action that's going on there. Yes, yes. You we if you follow up on our hockey page, you will see that every day we'll be pushing and we'll be posting because we do training morning and evening. So we yes. have action pictures and videos every day that we. Uh, we're taking and doing because what we want to do from now to the end of the year we want to um, gather some videos maybe one one minute videos and edit all of them because we want to watch how we are able to to see if we're we're successful or not if they're able when they started controlling the ball and after six months or nine months or a year how they're able to control the ball on a daily basis playing. So we want to gather all these videos and shots. So they'll be coming up on our page slowly every day. So you because for now it's only Facebook and we have now, we're trying to do the Twitter and also our website as well. So people can find you. There's a, there's a public group, Sierra Leone Hockey Association, if you're on Facebook and you can go to that and uh, yes. just click on to join the group and, uh, connect with you guys there and if yeah if there's any good people from the hockey world out there that thinks that they can help out Salis and what the guys are trying to achieve there then they can contact you yes. directly through that Facebook group yep exactly so exactly so fantastic look Salis yes. it's been a pleasure talking to you this evening best of luck with the Sierra Leone Hockey Association and all the fantastic work you're doing 
with the youth of your country and we'll be chatting to you again soon. Thanks for your time. Okay, so thank you for having me and I'm honoured and we are sure this, 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 uh, this, what we did now, will reach out to the hockey people around the world and they will know that Sierra Leone is also engaging in hockey and whichever way they can assist us, even maybe by giving us training, online training for the coaches, whichever way they can assist hockey in Sierra Leone, we welcome it and we're willing to work with them to make hockey grow in our country. All the best, Salas. That's right, Salas. Bye-bye. Have a wonderful day. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and that was Silas Bangs from the Sierra, Sierra Leone <laughs> Hockey Association. And what a great chat that was, eh? I was depressed before. Uh huh. I'm not anymore after talking to Silas. It was good, eh? I I felt really empowered or energised by that. And this this is what our sport brings and can bring to the wider world. And jeez, uh, we've got to get behind a project like Silas is there, haven't we? And and like the money, the money that's spent, business class, flying around FIH officials, you could downgrade to economy and buy those two for one flight, one flight, one person. You could buy those two goalkeeping kits that they they don't have there. 120 sticks, 35 hockey balls. But don't worry about it, FIH. We're going to sort it out. Grow the game, grow the game, grow the game. Well, we've got to make people professional, haven't we? Well, I think... Oh, sorry, does pro mean professional? Oh, yeah, apparently it's got something to do with professional. Okay. Well... Pro when I was growing up meant a totally different thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, okay. (sighs) That was the 70s. Different time. People wore rippled sold desert shoes. You still do. (laughs) (laughs) And I still listen to ACDC and I wish I had a paddle van. Uh, What are we moving on? Look, we'll let you know more about... First of all, we will let you know more about... I'm serious about getting Salas some goalkeeping kit. So I'm going to hit up Morrison because I know Morrison knows someone. Well, yeah, he might well do, but I'll throw it, I'll, I'll throw it out there now. To <laughs> you, you can get in touch. Um, let's have let's have a race. Mercian? Well, Mercian, Oboe, Oboe TK. Um, who else makes the gear? There's lots of other <laughs> manufacturers out there. That's Maybe it. another two or three out there. That um, and they're not full. Not even asking for full kids because most of the uh, the young kids playing. So we're after a junior kid. Even some of those returns that you've got because the glue wasn't quite right on them, and you've sent out a, a, a or fresh pair. Or the logo pair. was at an odd angle and didn't match up to the corporate. Yeah, or you need to send some extra straps out to yep. to to fix Plenty them up. Any of that stuff. Um, look, if you're not going to make it happen. Uh, uh, manufacturers then we'll make it happen but it'd be great if uh, if somebody could get on board and uh, organise that DHL do have an office in Sierra Leone and uh, you could send that to Freetown and uh, yeah. Silas could quite easily go and pick that up and actually have some goalkeepers with some pads on I, I doubt there's any of those yellow leather ones left around still is there oh but those yellow cane the ones are fantastic ones, yeah. They were. I love the kickers on them when they had that flat face. And, and we talked. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about the mask, and I used to wear the one which which just had the strap around yeah. the top, and that's exactly the one on the photo which we're going to share of you as a eleven year old no, or something. Uh, sorry, if somebody, it's just an unknown person. An unknown person. Had a photo so, taken of them. Okay, we'll re-record that. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, and I posted something on Instagram with a, uh, a mid-80s Malaysian goalkeeper yeah. on a Milo ad, and that was exactly the same kind of mask there. So yeah, that softball. Uh, well, when when we finish recording this podcast, post that photo. Yeah. And just remind people that it's not actually me, it's just an unknown man that we know. So we're going to go to Pro League. Pro League oh. fixtures have arrived. Um, slightly surprising, really, because I didn't realise anybody was still working at the FIH. Um, oh, just for the fact that we're not quite sure whether uh, we've got a CEO at the moment or not. I don't. I didn't see any of the footage. Do we know if um, if he was there at the awards night on no Friday? Idea. I'm told Doc- he had the, his the, last the good, day a couple of weeks ago. The good doctor was there. Monday. The good doctor was there and, and oh, gave good. a speech. Well, so he should be. That's what. That's the sort of thing presidents are supposed to be at and supposed to do, make lovely speeches, at, you know, gala events yeah. for your sport. Yeah, yeah. Sit in a big purple chair, mate. That's what it's all about. That's it. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, great. The pro league has a fixture schedule organised. Well, it certainly and grates on me, Mr. Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um. It's a bit confusing to try and sort of take in the whole six months of fixtures starting in January 2019. It's only been released today, so we haven't had a it fair is. opportunity. So I've been asleep most of the day, so, so I haven't even seen it. So what, what, what I'd say with it, would, would saving yourself for the game tonight, we Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, you know why. It's, um, yeah, great that there's, there's some direction for national associations there, because they can actually start planning something now, planning broadcast, planning team movement planning debt reduction planning levies for uh, individual <laughs> individual players through their national association um, to pay for this uh, no sorry to um, plan for this did I say pay for well you there. only missed the L yeah um, it's uh, it's great it's great that there's something that's gone out there I think that it's a bit of a desperation step to throw it out there I mean, it should have been out there anyway, but we, but we should also have a sponsor on board as well. <laughs> you know what happens if you don't get a sponsor on board. Yeah. Um, so, great that there's something out there. Great that there's something for national associations to plan. I don't even know if it's still going to go ahead or not. Well, I agree to you, with you up to the point where you said, I think. Um, from there, uh, I think <laughs> that... It, no, look, I, you know, I I am opposed to the whole concept and idea of the pro league. I don't really feel the need to say any more. There's plenty of previous podcasts where I espouse my opinions on the pro league. Yeehaw, woohoo! We've got another international competition. I've 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 seen two international teams already this week. There's another one playing at the moment, China in in town. Um, I, I don't understand why they are so desperate to forge ahead with a professional league based on international teams that is going to require the majority of those teams to be funded by their governments it doesn't say professional to me and apart from that it's it, you then you have a total split that we've spoken before of the haves and the have nots um, exactly. and if you're not part of it you're not part of it as I said I made one made my case I'm not going to say much more about it now I, I just wish that uh, hockey was forging ahead with a, a professional club base uh, competition to match the success of other 
professional club-based competitions in the world as opposed to the complete and abject failure that every nationally-based sort of professional league has been. It's it's funny you say that because I've... uh well, I sent you an email yesterday that I'd half completed a, um, some questions um, from Monster Hockey for a new magazine that's going to be starting up there very soon and they want to sort of chat about the podcast and things. And one of the questions was, you know, where's the future of hockey? Where do you see hockey in 10 years' time? And, and I basically said my comment was that um, I think within 10 years' time we will see a world club championship now, whether that club is a traditional club as we know it in some countries like here in Australia and you've, you've had to win a national championship or it's a, a franchise model um, a la Hockey India League or it's a state-based model for teams out of Australia, um, which, you know, that's going to change very soon as well as we spoke about earlier on, but that it will basically remain a, a state competition. So you could see uh, the... Uh, Western Australian Thundersticks playing against the Delhi Wave Riders, playing against Kampong, playing against um, uh, f- from Africa. Uh, let's let's say um, Samuel's team, the Freetown. Uh, Trustees. Okay. Um, what about Freetown? Well, Freetown could have a side that want to get involved in the African Club Championship. So you'd go through that yeah, yeah. An- annual route of that competition. Exactly. So it be, could be Euro Hockey We're League. We're pretty much talking the FIFA model for for club championships. Well, no, but yeah, well, I guess I guess with the pinnacle now, well, it's a bit of a joke still. But the World Club Championships in soccer is is a lesser thought of competition than uh, say the the UEFA champion, sort of the the, the the Champions League. Um, that's kind of the pinnacle for Europe. I, I, uh, I see hockey as being able to divest its players in a better way than than football's been able to do. So that you while you will have stronger some leagues that are stronger than others, a, a nation like Australia is still going to produce top quality club players that are the equal of the top quality club players that play in Belgium or in Germany or in Holland or in England or those sort of places, right? So what you're not going to have the straight-out difference between the club champion from Oceania necessarily getting flogged by the club champion from Europe because no, it but that's, to be that's, Manchester United. But that's why I think it would go the way of... It would probably be from Australia. It would be the, the previous winner of the AHL. And that's fine. And Hockey India League the same. And there, there will be some crossover of players. But it's a club um, champion. It, it, I, I see it as a lower level than a state representative thing. I see it as a true hockey club. Call it the FA Cup of hockey. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think practically it, that, that it would happen. I think if it, was, if it were to happen, each country would need to find... Look, let's we look at India, and we talked about this before. They don't have the club structure in India. They do have the Hockey India League spectacle and that franchise model so that their, their, their teams to be involved would either have to come through the Hockey India League side of it or they'd have to come from their system as it is now so you could have like you mentioned earlier the Railway Sports Promotion Board representing that ain't going to happen you need to be realistic about where the money's going to come, come from to get those people there yeah good point um but I think that's yeah. So that was all the part of the discussion that hockey needs to have, and we need to work towards this model. We and need and to yeah, work and and the hard. other point I made in the article was 
less international hockey. Oh. Um, let let's have have some uh, real relevance when the nations face off. That that's it. See, the problem that most nations face is that the concentration of their funding comes to their national teams. That that's how they deve- that's how they get funding off the government sponsorship is through the performance and and their national team. So that's where they concentrate all their energy on. And and that's the gap and the divide that hockey's got to jump is trying to wean itself off government teats across the globe, not just in this country, and make it professional. You know, you're never going to be able to do it at that elite national level because of the tie to government. You have to break it back down to the club level where clubs are going to be the, the financial hubs of hockey in the future. We cannot rely well, on we are governments now, you know, to do it. You are in the sense that you guys are the ones that fork out all the money to the national body. I'm talking about clubs that can actually run at a profit and pay for themselves. They can pay players. They can look after them. They don't need to go to any government authority and say, oh, can we have a $100,000 grant this year? Because we, we, we know the answer, though. Yeah. We know the answer, mate. It's about broad base. Oh, it, it, and, and we've got to work. That's the model we've got to it. work to. And, and, and so it's about getting those numbers in at the junior level, getting the involvement of parents, get it... Look, I mentioned, you know, we've talked about back to hockey and things like that. I spoke to, I had a meeting last night. We mentioned it in a newsletter the other day. We've had five or six inquiries from people already. I've, I've spoken to three or four blokes that go, oh, you know, I'd be keen to come down and have, have a run and try it out. No pressure. Haven't played for 20 years. Yeah. Um, it's things like that. It's getting the kids in, getting the families in, building the community, 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 as we, we spoke with, uh, Silas there. That's where the success will come. That's where the viewership and the love of the game, if, you, if we want to commercialise how we broadcast the sport, will come from. Uh, and we can't just be, yeah, to, it just can't all be focused at the top end. We've got to spin that triangle upside down. Well, you're right. I mean, he's preaching to the converted big fella. Yeah. Remember, I'm, I'm the bloke that won a premiership in a team that had four or five blokes that had never played the game before. Yeah. So I, I get entirely what you're talking about. Yeah. And preach. That's what we've got Hockey to do. people preach, preach, preach about what we've got. And if you speak to somebody in a cab, oh, do you play hockey, mate? You, you walk into a servo, oh, do you play I, hockey, mate? I tell you what, <laughs> nine aside is the death of, uh, the, the one or two players in your side at our grade of hockey. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you. can't play. <laughs> yeah. Because and this, this is the, you, this is the other thing. This is know? the other thing. It's all what, it's not, it's, it's about getting those kids in, but then, then those kids when they hit 14 to 18 and they realise perhaps they're not going to be making grade or representative, uh, hockey, that being part of that club is more important to them and their identity than the level or the grade of the sport that they play at. So, and, th- and that needs to go all the way through the club, and it needs to be the guys that are playing, guys and girls that are playing at A grade, top level Division One stuff, care just as much about the result of the fours or the fives guys because they know eight of those people and have known them for twenty years, um, as they do about their own result. And at that sense of club and being proud to wear your club colours, um, regardless of the grade you play. That's the, that's where the success comes. And it's happening. It's happening out there and there are clubs that do it and 
we need to strive for that. The elitism and shunning different levels and grades of hockey, it's all bullshit. It's one game, one game. And it's, it's our game, and that's how we grow it, guys. We grow it together. Here end the sermon. Written and spoken by Matt Allen for the <laughs> Club Hockey Party of Australia. Okay, now let's move on. Oh, do I play a sting there? Well, why not? Okay, let's have one of those. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the globally unorganised podcast. <laughs> <laughs> What's up next? Uh, What's on the list? We've got well, a hit list. Well, no, we're doing really well. Um, Andrew Wilson. You know we're two hours and eight recorded oh, at the geez. moment. We've Andrew, and, there, Andrew Wilson's Frank Hockey Podcast, episode two, the second oh. part of the AD Lock interview, is out. Um, soon to appear on iTunes, but you can search Frank Hockey. Do it one word. F-R-A-N-C-H-O-C-K-Y. No E there. Give that a search on your favourite pod catcher. And, uh, yeah, check out number two. Check out number one. And, uh, look forward to the rest of the series there. Apparently, I haven't checked out number two yet. It's a little bit less jazzy. Is it? Yeah. Uh, would that be on a recommendation of someone, perhaps? Yeah, the creator. Oh, okay. Does <laughs> uh, <laughs> Adi have any fashion tips for his, uh, his second part of that interview? No, I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to just craft my um, my persona for the yeah. reverse stick eleven. Chips and gravy, baseball cap, cut off blue jeans. No um, socks. No socks. White pumps. White. Has it got to be white pumps? White. I think white pumps. Pumps. Is that what they call? Oh no. Well, I always thought pumps were something women wore. No, like no, you'd it's wear coaching women. Uh, Dun like Dunlop volleys. No, that, no Dunlop volleys. That's a, right. that's a pump. Dunlop volley. That's flats. a pump. Yeah, no, they're they're they're, they're pumps. Oh, this is uh, this is old English language. I, <laughs> I, see, I, I think we're getting caught out between what you guys call volleys and what we call volleys. No, same shoe, same shoe. Dunlop, same? yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the the cloth Dunlop, the rubbish. Dunlop rubber. Dun, Dunlop rubber. Um, within uh. Eyesight, the factory in Birmingham, eyesight of the uh, HP Source factory. Oh. Are, are Adidas Rome back in fashion yet? Pardon? Are the Romes back in fashion yet? Yeah, Adidas Rome. Rome. I want some Reebok pumps, actually, talking about pumps. Pump it, Pump up. it up. Pump up the jam. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Johnny rapping. <laughs> that's a rap. Unbelievable. Uh, so, that Andrew's doing that. The sponsored player. Well, I pretty much finished the form. Um, yeah. To You've had some good response to Yeah, that. no, there's been a fair bit of interest and um, yeah, a lot of love out there for the potential of becoming part of the TRS World 11 and uh, that's going to we'll bring more of that to you over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I've I reckon it's continue with, with my grand plan though. Within the next week we will have the application form. <laughs> it's it's done. We just need to tweak a bit and embed it onto our website so you'll be able to get on and apply. We're just uh, finalizing the details, but what if we agreed so far you're going to get a couple of reverse stick stickers yeah. to put on your stick. Car. So reverse stick stickers for the stick or the car. Car case, something like that. Um we um yeah, a, a branded reverse stick grip. Uh, we won't mention the manufacturer yet, just in, in, until we uh, until get we the, get one. Well, until we get the, the, the deal <laughs> sealed. Um, yeah, we're not going to mention another thing on that, but you know there might be an opportunity for another custom <laughs> grip manufacturer are to you, step in. Are you sending uh, a set of goalkeeping pads? To 
Um, yeah, of course, you'd have the obligatory signed photograph of John and myself. But, of course, more importantly... Well, you won't be in the photograph no. with Matt and I. It'll no. just be him. Yeah. Um, and you'll get the opportunity... Well, we'll have a one-on-one interview with you on the podcast for a start. Um, you'll be allowed to use the reverse stick logo on uh, your social media accounts. There, there will, you know, we will want to have a few photographs. We will be expecting regular updates from you about how your team's going. Yes, and, and we'll and, and we'll share and we'll share those. And absolutely. so you'll just yeah, you'll use the hashtag TRS World Eleven, and we'll pick that up and talk about that in next week's show. And we like to to hear about some of the stunning skills that are executed by your teammates as well. We'd, we'd like to hear the whole hockey story from your season. Yes, so it's an opportunity to tell us, it's, look, regardless of your level of hockey, um, tell us and tell the hockey world it's, uh, you know, how great you're going. Or, you know, to be fair, how shit you're going. Well, for some of us that will be the case this season, no doubt. We just about got to the end of the show. Oh, no, we've got to play this. And uh, two hours, twelve recorded time, minus uh, with the edits to come, it's time for feedback. Well, I think we just did some of the feedback things there, and I mentioned Ben Arden and the Mohit, thanks for your comments in the week there, boys. Mohit. But, um... Is he a sadist? Oh, is he a sadist? Well, I posted on the last week saying, is an hour forty enough <laughs> yeah. for the podcast? And he's gone back with, nope. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Mo? Mo, have you got a lot of time on your hands? <laughs> yeah. Um, I've just got one as little thing. As long as you're doing it at work, Mo, make sure you're doing it listening at work. One little thing that I've just written down here, and I don't know for what reason. I've got TV deal, question mark, question mark. You just uh, wanted me to play that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, I know where you got, because I told you about a rumour I'd heard. Oh, did you? What was that? Shh. It's, don't well, tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Well, I've heard that the FIH is working on a deal with a, a streaming, a, a web streaming provider. It's not YouTube, as far as I know. It's not YouTube, but this provider will provide streams for the entire hockey community. So if there's a game of hockey going on in X place, the idea is this will happen. I'm not saying that they're going to start it and that's what's, but they're working towards an idea where if you're producing a hockey stream, you would tap into this porthole and that would stream it to the rest of the world. Yeah. So that or there would be a conglomeration of of so hockey streams. Hockey.tv or something. Something some. similar as that. But the other thing that I'm told, which sounds good. Look, it, it's the way of the was future. Was this when you were at the, the Spain game the other night? So the Netherlands game on Saturday night? No, this was... Uh, so I had some interesting chats and I was there with people. Did you? Oh, no, A few no. club presidents, yeah. Uh, Ooh, they weren't very happy about some stuff going on. It wouldn't have something to do with the $25 amount. $3 yeah. or something may, like may, that? May, may well. Anyway, that's that's a pro league talk. We've had that. You Sorry. had your opportunity. We're moving on. Uh, no, look, I'm, I'm led to believe through a an internet connection... Can I say that? Which, for the person that asked Ashley Morrison if he was behind our podcast... Oh, you mean the FIH official? The FIH official that asked him, Ashley Morrison. No, I don't get information from Ashley. I go to him to get confirmation of it, though. So, uh... So, yeah, don't, don't, oh. don't stop sending us those little snippets that you got no, out there, ladies and gentlemen. Don't. And you know what? The best bit about it is everybody in the FIH obviously thinks that anything we say comes from Ashley Morrison, which couldn't be further from the truth. 
So anybody that wants to sell it, send us information and stuff, know that you're completely covered by the Ashley Morrison clause. Because <laughs> they will just think it's Ashley. You can tell us all sorts of rubbish. So thanks for listening to The Reverse Stick this week, brought to you by, by Ashley, Ashley Morrison, Morrison and the, <laughs> not, the Footy Show the footy podcast. Show, yeah. Which, and he has an excellent um, interview with Grant Schubert on this week's podcast, his podcast. It's just a copycat, eh? Oh, he's a coffee cat, but I think his interview might be a slightly quality than ours. But I'm not going <laughs> to say that publicly, of course. Um, where are we at? We're going to say goodbye to the ladies and gentlemen, aren't yeah. we? So, I uh, know, the TV deal. There is something, but uh, they're, they're working on this model for streaming. The FIH is really keen on it. They've got a partner they're working for, which I think is very positive. We're yet to see what the actual model there is that they're working on. But I am led to believe that it doesn't involve commentary, which is a bit like breasts on a fish, really. So bear that in mind. So if you want to spread w- the word... I'm sorry, I don't get the analogy. What? W- would you rather tits on a bull? Yeah, give me another one. Yeah, okay. You understand. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to the wind-up edition of the reverse chick. <laughs> I'm going to pull these faders down and start playing the outro, mate, so you better get on to anything else you've got. You've so, ladies now. and gentlemen, please do get on to our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, all at The Reverse Stick. Don't forget to check out our Instagram um, account this weekend. Akeem Toussaint from the TNT uh, Hockey Boys, the Calypso Stickman, will be taking over that account. Um, Get onto iTunes, guys. If you if you listen via iTunes, just give us a little rating on there. Give us a review. We'd really appreciate it. It's still, some countries, there's nothing on there. Jeez, pull your finger out. And, of course, please tell your mates. We want to spread the word of the podcast. And uh, the only way we can do it is through you guys that are listening now. And if you're prepared to help us out, help out Sierra Leone hockey, 120 sticks. They've... They can count the number of sticks in their country any way at all possible. Let us know and we'll get on to Salus and we'll, we'll make something work somehow or other. Please do get in touch. See you soon. Cheers, guys. Yeah.